Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to this episode of Throwback Thursday. Uh, as usual, our uh, we have new content goes out every Monday morning on Shop Talk. That's 6 a.m. your local time. So please subscribe and share the podcast with anybody um, that you think might enjoy it or benefit from it. Um, that said, also just wanted to give a quick shout out to those of you that have left us five-star reviews, uh, or as John would say, wicked good five-star reviews. We really appreciate those. Um, and if you haven't done that yet, if uh, you want to take the you know, 15 to 65 seconds that it takes to leave us a good review, we would really appreciate it. Um, thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode. Bye, everybody. Official, that's the official hand clap for the start of the podcast. It sounds like we are starting the podcast. So, hey everybody, welcome to the Shop Talk Podcast brought to you by 124Go. I'm your co-host, Chris Suleme. And just like on every other episode, I sit here with my great friend, Mr. John Calmary. And we have an exciting guest today. Extraordinary guest today. Wicked guest. That lives in one of my favorite areas of the country, which is absolutely incredible. I thought Worcester was your favorite part of the country. Worcestershire is not my favorite area <laughs> of the country. Well, actually, I do like Worcestershire. Have you I ever like... been to Worcester? No. Yeah. Who has been to Worcester? I have. Well, it's yeah. a beautiful thing. But mm-hmm. nevertheless, uh, Madison, Wisconsin is the city that, and town that I'm talking about. And uh, the guest that we have today is... Uh, has you know before i ever had the chance to meet or hear of this person i'd been hearing about a piece of of uh an app Mm -hmm. or you know a and and maybe there's a better word for it and i'll let you get there when we get there but a tool that salons thousands and hundreds of salons are using now to help to meet uh line up clients Mm -hmm. with the perfect stylist and so you know we've had this challenge through the years, and this is my words, not Katie's. I'm sure she's right. about to. By the way, we're here with Miss Katie Whitledge. Katie, thank you so much for being here. Hey guys, thanks everybody for having me. Please tell me that I said your last name correctly, and if I did not, you please correct me now. Got it, Katie Whitledge. Oh, that is so awesome. Um, and you know, like as we was just sharing a few months back, or about a year back, we started a major overhaul of the website and how we were going to present ourselves out in the world in our digital space. And uh, our director of marketing, Amber Burns, stumbled upon, through some help, this tool mm-hmm. called Meet Your Stylist, in which you know we were able to inundate with our website and help to pair up and match up the perfect client with the perfect stylist. And it has just been off the charts. So, uh, but Katie's much more than that. She's another boss babe. We're, we we have tons of boss babes on the on the on the podcast now, and she's a salon owner. Katie, what's the name of your salon? Be Inspired Salon. Be Inspired Salon. You're you're already very inspirational. Um, you also have a podcast, and it is called Beyond the Technique. Um, and so, and you're trying to take this tool. Uh, really, you know, you're really firing it up to be ready to scale now on a massive letter le- level and not only help small and independent salons to grow but you know those those larger 
communities of salons that have been working together, you know, that maybe have 10, 15, 20, 100, 1,000 locations to be able to really scale this thing on a massive level and, and, you know, kind of elevate the way a client now connects with a stylist. So there are just so many ways we can take this conversation, but we just want to say, first of all, say thank you so much for taking your time with us today. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for asking me to join you. Um, and so, John, I know there's a million ways that we could take this conversation. I know you were able to touch base with Katie, and you kind of have a punch list of items that you want to get to. But how do you want to start us off? Well, you know, Katie's got so much going on. And what I like is that there's so many great topics for us to kind of reach out on. So we'll do that today. But the first one I always like to start off, Katie, was how did this happen to you? Meaning specifically, it's always really interesting how people got to be in the hair business, how we became hairdressers. So how did this happen? How did you get to be an amazing hairdresser? Well, the quick and dirty here. Yeah, it was the quick and dirty. Um, I grew up a pastor's kid. Mm-hmm. And I was in the gifted and talented program. So meaning I was academically successful. I was in every sport. I played four sports growing up. And I also would oftentimes be in lead positions for musicals lead roles, I should say. So I had this kind of triple thing, but uh, what does every pastor's kid do? Either they're great or they're naughty. So I actually took on the naughty pastor's kid's role. (laughs) I was going to say dreads when you said what is every pastor's kid. Oh my gosh. Well, sounds like I was close. (laughs) I was like the girl from Footloose. (laughs) And so slowly but surely I accumulated, um, underage drinking tickets and you know in a small town in wisconsin where everybody knew who you were i, I just never got away with anything i thought so, we met before I, yeah exactly we were probably you, were, you that, oh. were you that kid that other parents didn't want their kids hanging out with yes well p- once in a while yeah yeah and so um yeah, I remember at the age of 14, I got pulled over in front of my dad's church for underage driving because I wanted to take my sister's car. So the whole thing started around middle school. And then eventually when I hit, got into high school, I just became very wild and kind of like F the man. You know, I, I just had a chip on my shoulder. We could, we could dive into the psychology behind that. But really what it was about is um, I wanted to rebel. And so as a result of accumulating some tickets, I got kicked off of everything. So the academics went really down and some people may not know this, but I never actually graduated from my high school. I was pulled into the office when I was a senior and out of all things, they're like, you're short three electives. Electives, I was so mad. I felt like they were out to get me and they screwed me over and how could they not tell me this? I could have taken gym. I mean, what the heck? So I actually went to a local tech school in town and said, look, here's where I'm at. What do I do? And she said, hey, do you have time to take a reading test really quick? Sure. I took the test. I got a 100%. And she's like, you have all your English, history, math, and science. Like You're just going to get your HSED in the mail now. And I'm like, what? What? Mm-hmm. And so I didn't get to walk with my class. I didn't technically graduate from my high school. When I turned 18, I told my dad, I said, look, I got to get out of here. I, I, I have to get away. When I moved to Madison, like the big city of Madison, and I'm doing quotation marks on my fingers because it's a population of like 250,000. Yeah. And what year was that? Because it had to be less than. It's 2001. Yeah. When I moved here. And so 
I, I was like, finally, nobody will know uh, me and I won't get in trouble for everything and start a new life. But what I realized is you really cannot run away from your problems. So what I found living here is that I could actually do way more and not get caught for it. And so instead of becoming who I was meant to be at that point, I just actually partied even harder. And it was about the age of 22 where I woke up one day and I was pushing 276 pounds. I was living like a complete loser, a dirt bag, not holding a job. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is not who I was supposed to be. I just know deep down, like, I'm going to die if I continue this path. And I, at that moment, I feel truly that God saved my life. And I quit everything cold turkey. I moved out of where I was living. I got my own place. I cut off all ties. And it was my sister who said to me, you know, I think you should get into cosmetology. I think you'd be great at it. Because at this point, I wouldn't qualify for a four-year. And so I said, you know, maybe I should do that. So I went to the local tech school and they're like, hey, we got a wait list. Well, I didn't want to just sit around. And so I actually took on their group health club technician program because I was pushing 280. And so I got into their group fitness program and ended up for the first time in my life, I got a 4.0 the whole year and it opened a door for me to start teaching group fitness. And then I, I lost just a ton of weight. I had lost all my friends and, and gained different friends, a new life. And for me, it was that pivotal point where I felt like I had so many years to make up for lost time of years I've just wasted away. So there was no getting second place ever again. It was go time, work as many hours as I need to, do whatever it takes to become successful. Fast forward, I finally did get into beauty school, was very successful in that program and graduated with honors and set some records for the most clients served that I had personally recruited. I think I worked on maybe six guests that just happened to get in with me. The rest of those guests, I personally recruited. I was like, look, if I can't sell a $7 haircut in beauty school, I'm, I'm never going to make it. So that was super fun. And I eventually ended up in a really great salon uh, on the west side of Madison. What I loved about the owner is she kind of said, okay, girl, you want to do your thing. I'm going to let you do your thing. And I, I support you. So she was a very supportive personality. And here I come in very high D driven, somewhat demanding. I'm sure she felt, and she wasn't um, fearful of that. She actually embraced me and I was so grateful for that. And eventually after two years, she said, we have a model here where you can now go independent still underneath this roof. So I, I went from being an employee of a salon to an independent contractor. So my boss became my landlord and I was now paying her rent. And that little taste of entrepreneurship, boy, did that do something to me. So now I was able to run my own marketing campaigns, run my own uh, schedule, and it was just this new great opportunity. And I, I realized in those moments, like, this is what I'm meant to do. I'm meant to be somebody who runs the show in some way, like be that CEO. And so eventually I got to a point where I was double, triple booked and there wasn't enough room. So I thought, well, either I go off on my own and do my own booth rental or I actually start a salon because I didn't want to be in a booth rental. I didn't want to be all by myself. I thrived around others and let's build each other up type of environment. So I actually talked to the owner. I gave a 60-day notice. To this day, I have a great relationship with her. And I said, look, this is my dream of having something bigger, uh, just a different atmosphere. And, and here are my, my plans. And she totally supported me. So I found a little 750-square-foot salon. 
I really built that out as best as I could with five stations, two shampoo bowls. And I started out with a team of two in 2010. And then we grew it. We doubled in size in 2013 and, and went into the space next door. So then we, we got to 1150 square feet. We then became a million dollar salon in that amount of square footage, which is crazy. And we're like, man, we're, we're bursting at the seams. And finally, just in um, July of 2018, we opened a new location that's about 2,500 square feet. And now we have a team of 28. So it's been a really cool journey of being a salon owner that's the owner side of things. And I, I know I'm talking the whole time. So you can tell me if you want me to go into like really the conception of Meet Your Stylist and how that all started. But that for me was the journey of the salon ownership part of my life. Well, no, we we love the journey stuff. And there was, right. I mean, I know that you're doing the same thing that I'm doing, John. Mm -hmm. It's like there, there were so many little points along the way there that that we could hone in on. Um, and I, I see that you have a thought. Do you want me to go first? You want to go first? Um, I'm going to go first. Yeah. Um, I want to touch base on, you know, because I think that for a lot of people, change is difficult, right? Um, especially in, in our industry, we kind of get set in our ways. The point I want to make is you said that one day you, you flipped a switch. I want to know a little bit more about that because um, I think there's probably a little bit more to it than you just woke up on Thursday and said, I think I'll change my life today. I want to say something about yeah. it even before we get Katie's comment because that was that was where my brain went first. Mm -hmm. And and the thing that I love about the fact that you hit what I call a bottom yeah. in, my, in my terminology mm -hmm. is that it's okay if you're listening to this and you're at your bottom. Or like it's totally, this happens and it's not about what, you know, we all, I think we all get there in our own definition of this is not, I love what you said. Like, this is not what my life was supposed to be. Um, my, my, mine might be a little more dramatic than yours. So I'm not going to tell it on podcast here now, but, but let's just say waking up and saying like, wait a minute, this is not what life's supposed to be. And no matter how low you get internally, cause it's all internal, right? You have the you have the ability to make a decision to make a change. And I believe sometimes for a lot of people, most people maybe, it takes that desperation to, to allow us to wake up. And so I, I love that you had that transformation and that because if I talk to you right now, I'm, I'm a salon owner of 28. I, I started a web app. You know, uh, I've got my own podcast. I, as a 21-year-old girl in hair school, I can't be you yet because I can't see that far. But I could relate to you going, God, I just thought there's more. I know there's more in there. And that's what I just think is really so special about that story because you're everybody. And everybody has the potential to, you know, kind of go far. So now I'll let you comment. But, I mean, I just, I just think that's amazing. Well, you're going to ask this, and I don't know if it's going to be what you want to hear because this isn't a spiritual necessarily podcast, but I'll tell you at the age of five, my dad started sharing the gospel with me. And he would say, hey, Katie, do you know that you know Jesus Christ was real? And he went into the cross and he died for your sins. And then he rose again. And whoever believes that will have eternal life. You'll never die. Your body will, but you, you, you know, the spirit um, 
that will never, never die. And at five years old, I remember saying, daddy, like, I, I want to believe in Jesus and I want to pray with you. And we'd bow our heads and we'd pray together. And I would do that over and over. I mean, you, you don't have to, and like, you know, but I did because I just, I grew up knowing that there was something greater and bigger than me and his name was Jesus. And so actually when it, when you think, how could this just be a flip of a switch? There were many moments when I was partying that I should not have woken up mm-hmm, from the mm-hmm, decisions that mm-hmm. I made that night. And I don't know yeah. why I did. I just remember the first promises in the Bible, Exodus 14, 14 says, I will fight for you. You have only to be still. And it was this moment for God, for me, I I knew that this was God's timing for my life and that, you know what, Katie, I've saved you before you even came to this earth and you just have to believe and that's it. You know, if we, if it was on me to make my, I think I would have made some terrible decisions and kept it going. I feel like that's kind of the difference between any, any other path out there. It's, it's not what I have to do to arrive. It's what he's done for me. And so for me, I believe Jesus Christ is my savior and he saved my life. And it was literally a flip of a switch. It was a one day moment and it changed my life. Thank you for that. Amazing. Thanks. Thank you for allowing me to share. Oh, it was perfect. I mean, um, it's perfect. I mean, there can't be a better explanation for how you got there than when you just gave us. So that was awesome. Thanks. The truth we got, we're we're here to share our truth. Right. Um, so now let's fast forward a little bit, right? So you have this journey, you've done the salon, you know, I can only share our impetus, you know, with six salons and a call center, right? We have this challenge of, you know, client calls up on the phone, they're brand new. Who do I see? Well, we got 150 hairdressers, you know, let's start with the A's and we'll work our way down the list. And lots of times the wrong match. Sure. Like when, when, when the, when the wrong client sits in the wrong person's chair, no matter how good they both are. Right. Right. She's a good client and this is a great hairdresser. When it's not a fit, it's not a fit. Right. You know, and when it is a fit, it's special. It's yeah, it's amazing. So when we came across the software that you had uh, have available, it was like, hey, you know, this is going to help us out because now the client can actually, you know, input some information, and and you can share with us how that works. Um, how did that? Happen? Yeah, how did that happen? Yeah. To Chris's point, you know, where, where did this, you know. And if you tell me it happened, you know, first thing in the morning, the light switch went off. I'm going to want to hang out in Madison, Wisconsin, because it sounds like some cool stuff's happening over there. <laughs> okay. So in 2013, we got to this point where all of our most seasoned stylists were book solid, you know, just a testament to our guerrilla marketing efforts. Yeah. But what happens when new guests call in? Well, we either say, oh my gosh, you are looking for a Bob haircut. We get to know them. Tell me a bit about yourself, your hair. And typically we're referring to the stylist, A, we like personally, or B, oh, we know that they do that service well. Or you get, actually, I should put C in there because then you say, oh, everybody's great here. Yeah. Yeah. But the client's like, oh yeah, but no, because why are they looking for a new salon and new stylist? And really life is all about relationships. So when I sat back and I thought, man, you know, if there was a way for me personally, knowing my, my kind of studies in psychology, knowing just behaviors of, of why people buy the way they do, if there was a way for me to identify that buyer from the get-go. I could give them a few options of who to see. So A, if I said, oh, you should see this great stylist. Well, guess what? They're booked out for six months. Now I feel bummed. 
yeah. or they're oh, way over my budget. I don't know if I can get in with them. I want to give you more than one option because I want you to know that there are more than one stylist at our salon that's going to be a great fit for you. You know, what happens when one of those stylists go on maternity leave? Now, what do I do? I don't want you to leave our salon. I want you to work with us. We, we are a group who want to take care of you from start to finish. And if you're a part of a team environment, it does take every person playing their part to make it a phenomenal experience from start to finish for your guests. So when I sat back and thought about how do we control the experience of a guest before their first visit, I thought, well, May, how about I have them fill out like a little survey and right, I can really right. get to the heart of who people are. So the Meet Your Stylist survey includes finding out about your values, your lifestyle preferences. I want to know your DISC personality profile and who kind of typically blends well with who. And I want to know about your love languages because some people are really, you know, I want to just sit there and you do your thing. You're the expert. And some people are a little uh, higher maintenance, I would say, like myself. Like, hey, you can do whatever you want as long as you do it exactly like <laughs> um, And so because we're all unique personalities, I thought I, if there was a way for me to really get to the core of people without having a 50-question survey where it takes them 30 minutes, if I could really pack a punch in a short survey, we could connect those dots and bridge that gap. And so I started Meet Your Stylist for my own salon, and I was astonished by our conversion rate. It was through the roof. Mm -hmm. How, what was the, I want to know, what was the point of connection? Um, did they, at this point, are they coming into your salon and filling something out? Or like, because for us now it's a web, you know, they, they have to go through the site, they take the quest. So like, what was the gorilla, what was the launch like or the, or the beta? Yeah, it's a great question. Thank you for asking that. So we know that regardless, if people hear about your salon on social media, if they hear about you on the radio, a print ad, maybe they Google or Yelp, where are they going to go before they come in actually to do business with you? Well, they're going to go to your website. Okay. And, and we know that typically there's two places they go on your website. First and foremost, your homepage. The second most visited page on a salon website are the page about the artist. I want to see right. these people. Yep. Who do the I about us like page. attracted to? And so we specifically placed the Meet Your Stylist survey link on our homepage mm -hmm. and on that team page. And boom, that's where people were going and taking action. We were able to capture their information. So if they weren't ready to buy this very minute and book online, which you can through our tool, if they weren't ready at that very moment, at minimum, I'm able to start marketing to them. Right. And I won't get into drip email campaigns or text message marketing strategies, but it becomes the most powerful tool in not only capturing, but converting. And ultimately, our long-term goal here is retention because right. we know salon owners, it's key in building revenue and, and sustainability. You know, um, there's a couple of things I want to touch base on there. First, when you talked about, you know, going to the About Us page and, you know, looking at the stylist, you know, one of the things I did before we decided to, you know, get involved with Meet Your Stylist is I went to your salon's webpage, you know, and I went to go set up an appointment. And so I went to the Meet Your Stylist process. And of course, I didn't want to book an appointment because I don't want to mess up your book, right? And so when it, before it got to the end where it said, you want to book an appointment, you know, I begged out, you know, I, I closed the window and said, Hey, that was pretty cool. And then I think it was like two or three days later, I got this great email that said, Hey, you know, we see that you weren't able to make an appointment. Here are the three people we recommended. They have openings this week. Do you want to book an appointment? And I thought, how great, because it, 
I felt as though it wasn't in my face. Mm -hmm. It was just kind of sharing information with, hey, here are the three people. You know, if you're still thinking about an appointment, yeah. Jane, Joe, and Jeremy have openings at 12, 1, or 3. Can we book one of those for you? I, and I want to talk to our listeners for a second because, you know, this is one of the conundrums, dichotomies, challenges that mm -hmm. most independent, if you're an independent salon and you see these sophisticated marketing campaigns and these beautiful newsletters that, you know, larger groups like us were allowed to, you know, we can do and this and that. And in the back of your mind, you go, I'm never going to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. That's what this is. So, you know, I, I, I promise you, if you're listening, it wasn't Katie that went to the computer that afternoon and looked at three, uh, you know, that John had been on the website and then sat down, you know, while she was trying to feed the kids and eat dinner mm -hmm. and wrote, you know, that email to you. It, you know, it it's the app that allows you to, and I'm guessing that happens in settings or that's a preset that allows you to decide what that follow-up looks like. And that's what's happening when you get an email. And I, I truly have realized that most people don't realize that. They think somebody's on the other side typing an email. Mm -hmm. That was all pre-decided up front. You know, what should this next step be? Mm -hmm. um, and such a powerful tool for, God, if you're a six-chair salon, and you send the level of sophistication with this type of follow-up, mm -hmm. I mean, you're outdoing everybody. So it's just such a beautiful system. Um, I'm just, I'm just, really, yeah. Thank you. I appreciate your kindness there. It really has become a huge unique selling proposition for us and other salons that it differentiates them. It connects the emotional dots. You know, when somebody's taking that survey, they're intrigued. How do you keep them emotionally engaged with your brand? And this, uh, there's been nothing like it. I'm so, uh, super grateful that we've had the ability to do this on a shoestring budget, you know, when we launched this. And then it's like, well, how do we bring this to everybody else? Because of our results, I knew if I share this and help salons really take this on as one of their main marketing strategies, I promise you it will be successful. I promise you a return on investment. In fact, we're the only company doing what we do in marketing, in the marketing world to say, we guarantee a return on your investment. I show them the math on how we figure it out. And it's been phenomenal. Um, I've also had to learn a lot about running a technology company. So unlike amazing companies like Zizor, okay, out there, I love Chris. It's, it's like I come from the beauty industry and now I'm running technology. What do I need to know and do to help these salons have, like you said, the savviest possible version of this tool at all times? So it's been a learning curve. It's been a ton of fun. And our salon community is like your salon, Salon 124 Group. You're all high-level thinkers. You want to be a part of a community of people who are like you, of salon owners. You aren't fearful of the competition. Oh, that salon's doing it. I, I'm scared they'll do what I... It is all about empowering one another. How do we feed off of each other's best ideas and right. make sure we're all successful together? So I've, I've loved it. It's been amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, here's a, another question I have for you. Sure. The questions. Where did you get the questions? Um, you said there's a little bit of psychology there, but, uh, you know... I think this app works as well as it does, not just because of the, the actual, you know, logistics about how the digital aspect works, but obviously you ask the right questions. So where, where did that come from? 
Well, thank you. Uh, you know, it's not a linear matching. It's not what haircut are you looking to get? Oh, we're going to match you with this person. Right. They do that. It, it, the algorithms are based on much more. This is why those connections are so powerful and the people stay with the brand, with your stylist team. Um, I wrote them out. So there was a lot of learning I've had to do along the way. And I'll tell you, one of the people I follow and I would recommend to anybody to start following, she's in Australia. Her name is Bree Williams. Mm -hmm. And she has taught me more than I've ever known I should know about behavioral economics. Oh, I've heard this re recently. Nikki Lee introduced us to this term. Yeah. And I may have been watching her on YouTube lately. I yeah. very well, I could say yes. And, and yeah. everybody should, because this comes down to why people buy over 60% of the reason people make purchasing decisions is based on emotions. What is that tie to actually putting money down on this thing, uh, coming into a salon, you know, especially in a world where everything's so on online, how do we have something that's, in, uh, how do you have a relationship management tool that's digital, that's still has a human experience yeah. to it. So yeah, yeah she's right. been incredible. Uh, many books I've read and, you know, the survey has not actually shifted a lot since I first launched. It didn't need to because mm -hmm. the right fundamental things were included. And um, yeah, so. We're, we're on a heavier timeline than we typically are. I know we have a hard stop time, so I want to throw in a, a quick commercial um, for Katie. What is, when is our hard start time? Ten minutes. Okay. Um, so real quick, because we're talking about this app, I just want you to do a mini commercial. Who is this for? So if I'm listening, you need this. Who, it, who is that? Who's our target uh, client for this? Who's going to benefit from the app, first of all? Oh, okay. So you yep. want me to do like a 30 second commercial? I Just do. answer that one part I, question. I want you to answer that. And then what I want you to do is say, how, how do we contact you? Well, this salon marketing tool is for salon owners with a team environment. You have to at least have five stylists on your team to have this. And how do you get it? Well, you go to meetyourstylist.com and you can sign, sign up your salon right there. Awesome. And we are 197 per month for your first location. Every additional location is $75. If you have more than five salon locations, mm -hmm. contact us directly at info at meetyourstyles.com and we will create a special plan for you. Awesome. That's awesome. What other platforms can we connect with you and find you and um, listen to you on? Well, I'd love for you to connect with me on Katie Whitledge Instagram. So it's the at symbol, of course, right? Katie is K-A-T-I. Whitledge is W-H-I-T-L-E-D-G-E. So Katie Whitledge is my Instagram. And the reason I typically have people go there is because I'm going to be sharing things for Meet Your Stylist, Beyond the Technique, and of course, Be Inspired Salon. So when salons come on board, you know, we don't have the sexiest, biggest salon group. You know, we're, we're not a salon 124 group, but there's a lot of resources on our own website that we love to share with other salon owners, different campaigns we run that help enhance your meet your styles or just enhance your business and revenue in general. And so that's kind of my one kind of center port that uh, center spot that leads to all the different brands. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Um, Katie, the question, I, thanks. Uh, um, the question I want to ask you next, because I know we're, we've got limited time here, is you've got your hands in so many different things. You know, you're a mom, you've got the salon, you've got Meet Your Stylist, you know, the software platform, you got the Beyond the Technique um, podcast. 
one of the things I want to know is, because you, you mentioned this once or twice, how important is reading to you? Well, the saying is readers are leaders mm-hmm. or leaders are readers, right? So yeah. so important. I, I remember meeting Dave Ramsey and he said, there's only two things that will help you become a, a totally different person a year from now. And those two things are the people that you meet and the books that you read. Right. I think books are so powerful. I actually think that of course, watching, like you mentioned, TED Talks, listening to our podcasts, right. educating yourself, whether it's audio, visual, or kinesthetically, getting your hands in there, doing things, that's going to help you become a totally different person. Um, another quote that kind of sticks out to me, Brad Sugars would always share with me, hey, if you don't know who you are going to be five years from now, you're already there. And that's kind of scary because um, we have a lot of our own personal baggage that can help hold us back, keep us where we're kind of comfortable. So I think that reading is extremely important, just learning in general and meeting a really great people like Chris and John, getting out and meeting new people help help you just grow as a human being. Um, this is going to sound kind of strange, but I, so far I love this conversation with you for a host of reasons, but one of them is because it's inspiring, right? There's so many different things, so many avenues people can go down, which is going to make me ask this question. Or actually, I want your feedback. I hear, and I'm sure you've heard it too, and Chris, I know you've heard it. Yeah, I'm just a hairdresser, right? Um, I don't want to be bothered with the math. I'm just a hairdresser. I don't want to read. I'm just a hairdresser. I, uh, When you hear that, Tell me what emotion that brings up. What, what, do you, what do you say when you hear somebody say something like that? Well, maybe it's the people I'm hanging around lately. I don't hear that a lot from some of these new and up-and-coming stylists. I think they absolutely start valuing bigger things because they realize that being a hairstylist today yeah. is a bigger opportunity now than it's ever been before. That their earning capacity has never been greater. Their ability to travel, experience new cultures... Um, I don't know if we should thank Instagram and people could gear more towards a narcissism. I don't know if that's right or not, <laughs> but I mean, people care about their image and not just so that they can be the most beautiful, but that they're stepping into their own and right. they're owning who they are. They love their, uh, their look. And so I think that we are going to be one of the most valued professionals out there. And I'll tell you, it's been my life's mission to teach people that we are as worthy of respect and adoration as you would your estate planning attorney, your business attorney, um, for goodness sake. So yeah, I have a huge push for making, not only educating our our stylists that are in beauty schools right now, that what you're stepping into is hard. It's amazing. You should feel like so excited about the opportunities because they truly are endless. But I also, I love educating consumers to teach them that there is no other industry that you can choose that will tap into left brain, right brain, EQ, IQ, geometry, chemistry. Like I could go on about the physical demands, the emotional demands. And I think that because we are such dynamic humans that we should be compensated and respected and just, um, I think we have created this great life opportunity for becoming a hairstylist. Yeah, yeah I definitely, you know, I, I definitely thank the social media platforms and, you know, because that's evolving and, and, you know, as, as my favorite Gary V always says, you know, the social media platform is just a reflection of what we decide to put out there. Right. So, you know, uh, and I can find inspiration there all day long and I can find the other stuff if I was looking for it. I, I don't, I, and I don't see that uh, a lot also, 
but um, I, I'm a, I'm agnostic to that. I, you know, I think that, uh, and I'm, a, I'm agnostic to, and I, I, the independent versus team-based conversation. I'm, a, I'm agnostic to all those things because I just think people are, we're all wired a little bit differently. We all, we all have different gifts and um, there's a place for all of us. And, you know, John and I always talk about the hair industry saving people's lives because it's the first place that they can be a part of. And I get, I get real concerned when we start to go, this side's the better side or that's a, that, you know, they're just, I don't know, to me, that just doesn't exist. It's like, wait a minute, this person's just trying to be happy, take care of their family. And if they're a hairdresser and have stood behind a chair before, then we are the same, right? You know, I've felt the my, my legs are hurting in a, you know, in a team-based salon, in an independent salon, at, at seven o'clock, if I just had a cranking day, you know, my legs are hurting. I just took care of people. And that, that's what we're doing. We're elevating each other. I have a Meet Your Stylist salon uh, with two locations in Frisco, Texas. Mm-hmm. Her, the owner is Katie Teller and the salon is Abstract Studio. And I just recorded with her on Beyond the Technique. And she has this, such a unique business model. She has a commission salon location mm-hmm. and she has an independent contracted environment location. And in two years, she's opening a salon suite location to give the creatives in her life who want to be a part of her brand the opportunity to run kind of their career path their own way. And I said, you are the first person I've ever talked to who is doing something like this. Why haven't we ever had this conversation? Like it's genius way to tapping into all those opportunities. And so I like what you just brought up, Chris. I think that's really important for us to not just uh, be judgmental or fearful of what people are doing that may be different from us because we're all in the same industry and we really should be working on supporting one another and kind of meeting each other where we're, where we're at. Yeah. Totally. All right. I think we're coming up. Yeah, on I know time. we're coming up on time, John. So I just, I'd love to check in with you first on kind of what you're taking away from this conversation. You know, what I'm taking away from this con- uh, conversation is that when you get to meet people like Katie, you realize that all things are possible. And if you're a cosmetology student right now, because we know we have those listeners, if you're a stylist behind the chair, if you're a salon owner and you're feeling a little stuck, all things are possible, yeah. you know, and, and Katie's a great, you know, example and a great inspiration. So I really want to thank her for the, yeah. the time she took tonight. Yeah, fantastic. Katie, knowing, you, you know what podcasts are like, so knowing we've got an audience on the other side uh, that's growing. We, we, we have a hair school. Um, most of those kids are to- totally dialed into Shop Talk on a weekly basis. Uh, we have, you know, we have our team that's been behind the chair 28, close to 30 years. Um, and then we have our salon owner audience that listens and managers, uh, you know, if you if you could take a second to just give a little uh, w- whatever you feel like we're leaving on a table or, you know, a soundbite just to kind of share a little extra inspo, uh, would you like to say? Gosh, it's hard for me not to be promotive about it because if you're a stylist, I say try to find a salon like 124 Group where you're going to be supported and they understand that you have an individual personality and you're going to build a clientele based on your, uh, the relationships that you're successful in and to have a tool like Meet Your Styles to support you, I think is phenomenal. Um, if you're an independent stylist, stay tuned. There could be a point where we're so massive that we can provide this for individuals because then it could be based on zip code, you know? So, and then for salon owners, just know that uh, you're not alone. And there are many salon owners out there who just want to know like, oh good, I don't, I, I, I can rely on other people. I can talk with other people. I can 
join in on the conversation, to learn more about marketing, to learn more about business, financial, all of those things that you didn't actually sign up for when you became a salon owner, but the things that you need to know and do to be successful long-term, that we've got your back. Um, not only this podcast has your back, uh, but other industry professionals out there, we want to meet you, connect with you, and just be there to build community together. So I just appreciate you guys having me on, and it's been a really awesome conversation. Maybe someday we'll have to do this in person together. Yeah, we'll do this again. As my great friend Michael Cole would say, I feel like I just took a drink off a of fire hydrant. And we've we've been on the you know we've been on this call for you know uh, close to forty minutes, but I know there's just so much more inside your well of knowledge. So we want to thank you again for being here, and uh, to our audience who you know hung in for this one. If you're hanging on to more, I'm sure we'll beg Katie to be back on Shop Talk again. Maybe we'll follow up and do a round two. But um, you know we just want to say thank you all so much for listening. For those of you who stayed on, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate you. And by the way, for those, uh, the reviews and the comments, and for those of you who have been sharing us on Instagram, we just want to say thank you so much. If you're new to the podcast uh, and you enjoyed what you heard today, please take a screenshot of this podcast. There's so much you can Share it in your Instagram stories and tag us in it at 124Go, mm-hmm. and we will do the same for you. Yes, and John, I know there's something else we need them to do. You know, for all of those of you out there who have given us the five-star reviews, thank you so much. You're really amazing. Helps. It's amazing. You're amazing. Um, for those of you who have not, here's your opportunity. I can't believe you haven't given it's us a review your yet. chance. Five-star review for those north of the border, our French-speaking Canadian friends, Wiki. Wicked. I mean, five stars. So for those of you um, who haven't yet, please, a five-star review would be great. In Worcestershire, Massachusetts, it's that's wicked. Worcestershire oh, is on the other side of the ocean. Oh, my goodness gracious. Yeah. Either way, we thank you so much for being a part of this. Katie, thank you so much. Until next time, everybody, we'll see you later. Thanks, everyone. Bye, everybody. Cause we don't wanna grow up